Gonna turn it up, please. Them Harlem nights. Gonna turn it up, please. I done fell in love with At the bodega, yo, it's your man Ben's Pharrell with Thinking Out Loud. How's everybody doing out there? All right, let's get into it. You know, I don't waste no time. Screw them goddamn introductions. Introduce this California mall to require unaccompanied teens to wear ID lanyards after large brawl. You hear what I said? unaccompanied teens to wear ID lanyards after a large brawl in a California mall. A Southern California shopping mall will require unaccompanied minors to wear identification tags after a brawl sparked over the weekend as hundreds of people arrived to get cheap movie tickets. The move by the Moreno Valley Mall came after multiple fights broke out on Sunday. Hundreds of people were at the mall because the movie theater was offering $4 movie tickets as part of a National Cinema Day, news sources reported. Marino Valley Mall, all right? $4 movie tickets. I be getting into that stuff, too. I'm not going to even lie to y'all people. I'm not even going to hold you. I be doing the same thing. I still go to the movie theaters and watch movies and stuff like that. I never seen Barbie, so don't ever accuse me of watching Barbie. I'm a heterosexual man, and I'm proud of it. Screw that. All right, moving along. The movie, I mean, the move by the Moreno Valley Mall came after multiple fights broke out, all right, on Sunday. The mall eventually shut down after authorities were called to help security break up the fights. No weapons were used during the brawl, mall management stated. We would like to remind you that the mall security is not a babysitting service and is not the responsibility of parents to raise their children to be respectful to others. They meant to say it's not the responsibility for the mall people or the staff to raise their children to be respectful to others and to compose themselves accordingly when out in public, a statement from the mall reads. That's what they meant to say. I told you, that's why I hate reading some of the articles because whoever type in the articles, they take their time to proofread it. And now I gotta do their jobs. That's why I be like, bro, you're making it harder for me. But since I'm a, since I'm a very insightful person, you could uh, trust in my platform to give you the right information. All right, because I do care, goddammit. I do care. In light of today's events, we will be forced to go back to the drawing board with regards to unattended youth at our property, the statement continued. In response to Sunday's events, unaccompanied minors will be required to wear lanyards that contain their names and their parents' contact information if they are in the mall unaccompanied after 5 p.m. on the weekdays or any time on the weekends. The press enterprise reported. It was unclear when the rule will go into effect. News sources has reached out to the mall management. The mall is operated by International Growth Properties. The same night the brawl occurred, uh, sorry man, I'm chilling on the chair, making too much noise. The same night the brawl occurred, another one broke out at the Dell Amo Shopping Center in Torrance. Video footage from the incident shows young people kicking and punching each other. 
Some teens were cited, but none were arrested, the station reported. That's crazy, man. What's wrong with these children? Yeah. And they got videos of other stuff, too. And they got videos of uh, smashing grabs. You know, on the West Coast, they got them smashing grabs and people stealing high-end merchandises and stuff like that. They got a whole bunch of new videos. There was another smashing grab, but I don't have the information and details on that just as yet. Yeah, but the, the unaccompanied teens got to wear the lanyards with their name and their parents' name with the information and I think a contact information and all of that stuff. That kind of... <laughs> bro, yo, I don't know if that's going to work, but if it is effective, that's the whole country is going to start doing that. If it's effective. If it's effective, you better... You better uh, prepare that they're going to do that for the whole country. I promise you. Because some of these teens are out of control. Some of them just act up. Hey, I know for a fact. I used to be a teen too, so you could get mad at what I'm about to say. I don't really care because it's the truth. Most teens behave when their parents are around. But when their parents are not around, it's a whole different teen. You see what I'm saying? So, um, parents, be mindful on how you got there and raise your children. Uh, make sure you get in their asses and be like, look, if I hear anything about you in that mall misbehaving, motherfucker, it's you and me. You hear me, goddammit? You're going to fucking, I'm taking your phone. I'm taking your PlayStation. I'm taking everything. You ain't going to have nothing. Matter of fact, I'm taking your Jordans. You're wearing Payless Shoe Store shoes. You're going to have to get on them about that. You feel me? Anyway, moving along. All right. An 800-pound alligator, 14-foot alligator caught in Mississippi breaks harvest record. A lot of leather. I don't know. They shouldn't be talking about that in the news headlines because these animal conservatives are going to get in their asses for that. Four alligator hunters in Mississippi have broken the state's hunting record with a reptile that weighs over 800 pounds and measures 14 feet long. That's wicked. Tanner White of Flora, Don Woods of Oxford, Will Thomas of Madison, and Joey Clark of Jackson, all from Mississippi, harvest their record-breaking alligator in the West Central Alligator Hunting Zone this week. The Mississippi Department of Wildlife, Fisheries, and Parks uh, recognized the four hunters catch as the state's new state record for the longest harvest male alligator on Saturday, August 26th, in a Facebook post. He measured 14 feet and 3 inches long, with a belly girth of 66 inches and tail girth of 46.5 inches. He weighs about 802.5 pounds. God damn. They wrote in the agency Facebook's announcements. All right, the MWFP. I'm on a new track, so I'm going to repeat myself. The MWF, the MW, MDWFP wrote in the agency's Facebook announcements. Damn, why I'm fumbling? The MDWFP, that is the Mississippi Department of Wildlife, Fisheries, and Parks. All right, that's the acronym. MDWFP. 
right? I don't want to keep repeating myself again and again. So when I say MDWFP, that's the Mississippi Department of Wildlife, Fisheries, and Parks. Moving along. All right. So Will Thomas, one of the four hunters, uh, joined news sources on Tuesday, August 29th, to discuss the record-breaking alligator he and his companions caught with their rods and reels. The group went gator hunting in the Yazoo River on Friday evening. It took them seven hours to land the 14-foot gator, according to Thomas. We saw him earlier in the evening. We didn't know about him previously, said Thomas. We knew we were in a good spot, and so we kind of scouted before it got dark, he stated. One of the team members, Joey Clark, was the first to spot this alligator, and we knew he was at least 12 feet long, Thomas continued. But it was not until much later the next morning that we realized that he could be potentially a state record. Thomas told news sources that he's not sure how old the alligator was before it was harvested, but he would guess the alligator was at least 40 years old. Harvested means before they killed it. For you people that don't understand the articulate of these goddamn hunters. All right, the alligator was taken to the red antler processing in Yazoo City, Mississippi on Saturday. Right. Photos of the record-breaking alligator show that the reptile's head appeared to be as big as a man's torso. Uh, nigga, it's bigger than a man's torso. I don't know what the fuck they talking about. This bitch is big. Bro, if you come across this alligator, you are dead. You are not surviving. It's over. He's going to chop you up. He's slicing you with those big-ass goddamn canines. Hell no. Bro, it's over. This motherfucker, if you were swimming in the, uh, the swamp, the whatever river that alligator was in, it's a wrap for you. It's over. It's a done deal, man. You better kiss your ass, your own ass goodbye. There's no way in hell you finna fight this gator. Talking about big as a man torso. It's way big. It's bigger than three men torsos put together. What are you talking about? I'm looking at the picture. What the hell? Okay, whatever. Thomas and his hunting companions donated the alligator meat to the state of Mississippi, and the meat is reportedly being prepared for distribution at food shelters. I think 380 pounds of meat got donated, Thomas said during his interview with the news sources. Thomas added that he suspects the alligator will result in a lot of leather, a whole lot of leather, given the reptile's size. I don't know what we're going to do with it, but I'm sure everybody on the team and the family will get something so bad, he stated. Uh, Thomas told news sources that the alligator hunting, a popular activity for Mississippi sportsmen, all right, that alligator hunting is a popular activity for the Mississippi sportsmen. Let me reiterate that. And speaking for himself, Thomas said he enjoys the adrenaline rush. It's just kind of the culture down here. I need to get me another different chair. I got another one right here because this bitch right here I'm sitting on makes a whole lot of damn noise. Uh, it's just kind of the culture down here to get out and do this kind of thing. Thomas continued, and we're certainly not the only ones that do it. 
and probably not the best at it, but there's a lot of people here that do this, and it's a lot of fun. New sources reach out to the goddamn Mississippi Department of Wildlife, and I forgot what the F stands for, and the P, and Red Antler Processing for Comment. All right, the MD, the MDWFP differs um, the alligator hunting records by the harvest method used, such as a rod and reel, snatch hook, firearm, or rifles, and whether the reptile was harvested from public or private waters. All right, I had to say differs. There's another word that they use, but I had to use my own word because I can, there's some pronunciations I just can't get it out. And it's not even me that I can't speak it. It's the fact that I have Bell's palsy and it affects my way of talking sometimes. So I have to speak a certain way. You see what I'm saying? But guess what? Guess what? My articulate skills is still progressive and it's still top notch so get mad if you want to goddamn i'm still in the game i'm still there all right players the state's previous record for the longest smell alligator harvest from public waters was established on august 28 2017 according to the mdwfp records the 2017 record alligator measured 14 feet and three quarters of an inch and he weighed about seven 766.5 pounds the record alligator White Woods, Thomas, and Clark caught beat the state's previous record by 2.25 inches. Okay, last year, two hunters established a new state record for the longest female alligator harvest from public waters. The state's longest harvest female alligator record is set at 10 feet, 2 inches. Why these gators are getting so big? I wonder... In the future, if the gators get super, super big, they start hunting our asses. I wouldn't even be mad if that happened. I wouldn't be mad at all. I would be like, get them, gator. Get them. You see what I'm saying? I don't think America um, goddamn bureaucrats would let that happen, but I wouldn't be mad. I'm just saying I wouldn't be mad at that. I'd have been hooting for the gators. Get everybody. Get them all. Because I actually like gators. I like them. They cool animals. If I was a billionaire, I would get me a gator for a pet. You know what I'm saying? And then when it get about, well, I don't know, about five feet long, maybe six feet long, I'm going to let it go in the wildlife. See what I'm saying? I'll get about at least five gators and stuff. Have them in the pool. You know what I'm saying? I just like wildlife. I'm into that stuff. I want a lion, too. I want to have that, man. I ain't scared of nothing. But, God, that's Okay, got another report right here. I like doing these type of reports because I feel like people should know about these types of situations that goes on in the judicial system in America. All right, man sues East Point police for $50 million in robbery he did not commit leading to a seven year, seven years in jail. He was convicted, all right, East Point, Michigan. An East Point police detective was hit with a $50 million lawsuit accused of framing a man who claims he spent more than seven years in prison for a crime he did not commit. Mac Harwell believes that it was the detective who works at the East Point Police Department who set him up 
in an armed robbery in the summer of 2014. It took place at a 7-Eleven in East Point, where security video shows a man dressed in black with a gun demanding the clerk to open the cash register before taking the money. Mac Howell was arrested and convicted. Now 62 years old, Mr. Howell was sentenced to 25 to 50 years in prison. The only problem is Mac Howell says he wasn't the guy that robbed the 7-Eleven. I don't go nowhere. I don't trust nobody. I always stay by myself, he stated. Mac Howell spent seven years in prison before Macomb County, Macomb County prosecutor Pete Lucido's conviction integrity unit got him out of prison in March of this year. We are here to announce the filing, filing of a federal lawsuit seeking compensation in the, in the amount of $50 million, said attorney Wolfgang Muller. Howell claims it was then-Detective Matthew Hambright who framed him, never telling the prosecutor that there was a serial robber of 7-Elevens in Macomb County, but he was caught. In fact, when they caught him in August of 2014, he had just robbed the very same store that was involved in this robbery, Muller stated, Attorney Muller. The detective allegedly never told prosecutors about the serial robber uh, among other things, I guess. Max, defense attorney at the time at a right to know, experts analyzed the video and determined that term, determined the real robber was five feet ten inches tall. All right. Uh, there's um, a lot of typos in the article that I'm reading, so I'm trying to decipher it. So the detectives allegedly never told the prosecutors about this serial robber that was going around on that was going on in that particular county. Experts analyzed that video and determined the real robber was five feet ten inches tall. Their two experts had the robber in this store as being about five foot ten, Muller stated. It turns out that exactly the size of the robber who pled guilty which was the description by the clerk, but not Mac, who is 5'6 and 200 pounds. God damn, Mr. Mac, you a fat ass. Uh, I have yet to see the complaint or anything about the lawsuit in this particular case, said Corey Haynes, uh, intern and East Point police chief, basically an acting police chief at East Point. But again, we take these things very seriously and we will be investigating to make sure that everything was done properly. All right. The detective at the time, Matthew Hambright, is still in the department and is East Point's deputy police chief now. Apparently, a Roseville police dog sniffed and found a beer can that matched Howell's DNA, but the beer was not related to the robbery. All right, so... Like I said, I like doing reports like this because there are a lot of convictions in the judicial system that are wrongful convictions. And I like to report those because there's men that's not supposed to be in jail. And I'm totally against that. A, a judicial system supposed to do a thorough investigation. I'm talking about, I'm talking about 100% thorough. Thorough. Man, it'd be hard for me to talk certain times. Like 100% clear. It has to be perfect. 
You cannot convict somebody that had nothing to do with a particular robbery that's unlawful, unjust, that is like the worst thing in the world. And for a judicial system to be so uh, untransparent or what's the best word to say? Just sloppy work is very unconstitutional. All right. It's beyond unconstitutional. It's very tragic. It's it's wrong. I feel like I feel like uh, if somebody gives out a wrongful conviction, I feel like they should be prosecuted. You see what I'm saying? Because no, yo, an innocent person should not be in jail. That is that is so it's tragic. You're destroying the person. You're destroying that person and you're destroying that person's family. You know how much destruction you cause? Like some people just sweep it under the rug like it ain't nothing. No, you can't do that. I'm totally against it. You know what I'm saying? When I see stories like this, I jump right on the microphone and start talking about it. I have to. Because I want to shine light on all wrongful convictions. I don't like wrongful convictions. I have something against that. It rubs me in the worst way. Because you're destroying too many lives with your sloppy work and your sloppy investigation. It got to be a thorough investigation. You get what I'm saying? It has to be thorough, properly conducted. You can't do sloppy work and be like, oh, he did it, and then you convict him. All right? I feel like everybody who did the wrongful conviction that's involved in the court proceeding, all of them should get convicted. All of them should be prosecuted for messing up the procedures in the courtroom. And that's all I got to say about that. And my Candace Owens voice. Goddamn it. Well, I'm going to cut this goddamn apple pie short and sweet. Please subscribe to my goddamn social media accounts like YouTube, Instagram, and TikTok. All you got to do is type in Box Benji in the search engine. And that is B-O-X-B-E-N-J-I. You feel what I'm saying? This is what I do for a living, goddamn And I feel good getting paid about telling you people what's going on in our community. I feel like I'm obligated to tell you details. All right. So and then the worst part about doing podcasts and shit like me, I try to keep brushing my teeth every time I jump on the microphone and stuff. I don't don't know what the hell I be eating that be having my mouth just slurred out like that. But it really annoys me hard. Sometimes it be messing up my pronunciation. That shit is like the biggest problem and stuff. But, you know, people tell me to keep on going like, hell no, just keep doing that shit. Because, bro, sometimes I need to listen to somebody different on the podcast game, all right? Like me, I like to listen to poor minds. I wish they do more content. I wish they could do more content than what they do. They only do, like, one episode per week. But I can listen to them every day. And I can listen to Lovely T every day. I can listen to who else? I can listen to every day. Uh... I can listen to Breakfast Club, but I don't know. Sometimes they get a little annoying sometimes. Who else I can listen to every day on a regular basis? I can listen to um, Academics every day. He's funny. Who else? I'm trying to think of somebody that I could listen to on an everyday basis. Like Lovely T, I could listen to her every day. She got that voice. 
you know, and then she talks about serious things, you know, and she do celebrity gossip, you know, she's a mixture of both. Uh, Bonnie Blue, I don't know, Bonnie Blue is very biased to me, like, she, I don't want to talk about her because she's brand new and stuff, so I'm not going to say nothing about her because I'm not trying to diminish whatever she got going on. Maybe she needs some more time to get her um to get her contents and how she wanna do her stuff together, like you know, but to me, she's just extremely biased, especially towards men and stuff, and I'm not biased towards women, like women are different from men, men are different from women, and I understand that and stuff, and i'm there's things that men do that's just not right towards women, I know that. And there's things that women do towards men that's not right. You see what I'm saying? So I'm not biased towards anybody. And I don't like when somebody put out an ideology and cause a division amongst people. It's not good to me. You know what I'm saying? So, But, I, like, she just need a little bit more time to just get her things together. Uh, who else? I can listen to her on her every day. Oh, yeah, Candace Owens. I can listen to her every goddamn day. Who who else? I'm I, I'm missing somebody. That's why I'm trying to figure out who else I can listen to on the podcast every day. You know? Got Lovely T, Academics, uh, Candace Owens. I named somebody else. Oh, yeah, Poor Minds. But they don't do everyday podcasts. Poor Minds do once a week. Lovely T, she sporadically do it. Um... Uh, but Candace Owens, she got stuff every day. Uh, I used to listen to uh, Tesla and Figaro a lot, but I don't know. She she switched up. Uh, she switched up. I don't know. Maybe her ego done got big. I don't know what the fuck wrong with her, but she falling off. Hopefully she hear what I'm saying. Motherfucker, you fell off, nigga. What the hell you doing? What happened to the old Tesla and Figueroa when she just get rowdy and just read the articles and then she tell how she tell the whole world how she feels? She's not really doing that no more. I don't know what I don't know if her ego got it looks like her ego done got she done got full of herself or something like that. She be taking pictures and videos on the goddamn Instagram, thinking that she a young little teenager. I'm like, man, if you don't get your old ass somewhere, nigga, looking like somebody mama and shit, get, get your ass on. Like an old, worn-out MILF. What the fuck wrong with you, bitch? My bad, I'm just playing, I'm just playing, Tesla. I got love for you. Don't get, don't get mad at me, you know? Sometimes I just talk shit. Fuck that, don't get mad. You old as shit, though. What the hell wrong with you? Take your ass, go sit down somewhere. You know what I'm saying? Get back to your goddamn content making skills. Who else is out there that's hard as shit? Drink Champs. But I don't like all of their episodes. I like the episode of uh, Iza, Iza Ray. You know what I'm saying? That was a dope-ass episode. That was one of their recent episodes. Um, I could listen to Iza Ray every day. But she's an actress, so she, I, I'm pretty sure she, she's, she'll never do podcasts because she's a great actress. She's like the female version of goddamn... Um, she's the female version of uh, Denzel Washington. She's a super dope actress, man. Like, Issa Rae, 
yeah, she, she's, she's 100% pure gas, bro. She fire. She one of the best actresses that I've seen uh, thus far. She's up there. She's A-class, class A, whatever you want, A-list. She's an A-list actor. She's up there with, like, um, Jonathan Majors and stuff. She's very premier, and she's a, like I, like I said, she's 100% fire, bro. She's one of the best actresses. She's like the female version of God, you know, uh, she's the female version of uh, Denzel Washington. She's super hard. Like, I think a lot of these directors... They need to get link up with um, Issa Rae and give her some more roles because she's 100% fire. I'm telling you, she's, she's the best. And that's why I said I doubt she will ever do podcasts. I doubt that. That's like her very, very last option to do that. Um, who else out there that go harder than the paint? Yeah, Vlad, but Vlad don't got no podcast. He got the damn YouTube stuff. Like... He probably would make way more money if he had a podcast or if he uploaded his content into the podcast um, media world because I probably would listen to him all the time because um, he be having some good content when he uh, interviews certain people. But like I said, I just I gave y'all a little bit of content who I think is a great podcaster and everything like that. And stuff like that. I know, there's more that there's more podcast people that I know, but I just can't think of them right now. Like 2020, I listen to that. I listen to Snap podcast. You know, Snap that you watch on television. Snap the um television show where the women be snapping and killing their husband. I listen to that a lot because that's what my podcast is based on, really. But it's more of a mixture of telling the news and crazy-ass stories going on in our community and me being a little comedic a little bit sometimes at the time. But I'm going to holler at you people later. This is Thinking Out Loud. Peace.